Hey everybody, welcome to So Over Wrestling. I have a couple big announcements today. I would like to go over our special sponsor today, pixelnerd.ca. The man is named Keith Olson. If you check him out, check out his website at pixelnerd.ca. He does website development. He does graphics. He helps you really build and brand your business and your product. And he is the one who helped build our brand new website at SoOverWrestling.com. So if you get a minute, please check it out. And if you need your product put out there and really... You know, you want it to really shine and, and look professional just like everybody else. I believe uh, Keith told me himself, uh, one of his quotes was, I like to make the little guys look like the big guys. Excellent customer service. Great guy. I look forward to doing more business with him. With that being said, I have a lot of things planned. I'm just going to go over our weekly recap on uh, the different wrestling shows we've had. So, special guest host tonight. So let's roll that intro music and then we'll get down to business. So over wrestling. Once again, to SoOverWrestling.com, I am your host, Luke Barnes, and my special guest host this week is none other than George Palomitas. How are you doing today, tonight, George? All right, Luke. Thank you for having me on. That is some serious intro music. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have a lot of time on my hands. I like to play around with some uh, sound effects and whatnot. Um, great week of wrestling. I actually enjoyed this week of wrestling. I know there's a lot going into, uh, the shows coming up with WrestleMania around the corner. I know there's a lot of people that aren't very happy with the current product. There's changes. Let's be honest. At this point, you're going to have, I mean, they, they really, the story's already set in stone. There's really not going to be able to change and alter them that much. So I like to look at it from the point of view that whatever the plan, whatever the story is, just let it be because they can always fix that stuff after WrestleMania. Um, is there any thoughts you have starting off with Raw, George? Well, and just uh, my main confusion right now is uh, with Kurt Angle and uh, to call out Baron Corbin for his last match. Like, I don't know where the machine is thinking. Like, it's Kurt Angle's last match. Like, tomorrow or for Tuesday Night SmackDown, he's advertised to fight AJ Styles. Like, I would rather see him fight him at WrestleMania. Right versus baron corbin so that that's kind of i don't like where that has gone right now and uh i'm loving the batista stuff and uh yeah i mean that that's 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 pretty much what stuck out for me i'm kind of uh i see where becky lynch and charlotte and ronda are going with all this you know so it's like a, it's it's right on course but uh the head scratcher is current angle i don't i don't get it well i don't know whose idea it was to actually put Baron Corbin in that match and I know everybody on the planet wants John Cena. I'm I'm game with just about anybody at this point and I do feel like he should have been paired with somebody better than Baron Corbin and and I'm a I'm a bit of a Corbin fan. I'm not going to sit here and talk ill on Baron Corbin. It's not his fault that they wanted to set that match up and that would actually 
makes some sense storyline-wise as far as going. They were kind of partners together doing the GM thing, I, so I, I well, get it. If I, could, if I could for a second, the only thing that would make sense to me would be is that Kurt is going to put a young talent over, but on his last match, he's going to put Baron Corbin over, and we're going to watch a rise of Baron Corbin. I don't think that's, I don't think that's what's supposed to happen. No, no, I, I, but I also seen somebody today on one of the groups I was in uh, mention, and this could be possible too, because there's so many head games that likes to go that, that Vince likes to play with all the fans. Is was this the plan all along? Was if they would have just started out and said Kurt versus Cena would half the trolls on the internet and, and you know out in the world be like, oh, of course Cena. But since they threw somebody worse than Cena, now everybody's going, yeah, 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 Cena. So well, damn, that's maybe that's how the, the machine works. I mean, look at what's going on with Kofi. My oh, God, yeah. I think Kofi was completely unexpected. You do. I think they. When Mustafa Ali got injured and they set him out, I think they brought Kofi in just to be like, ah, let's throw one of the New Day in there. And I think they struck gold on accident. Well, we're going to find out soon enough with that, huh? Oh, um, oh yes, yes, definitely. Um, I really, I, I talked about this on our, our last show a little bit. Um, I'm not interested in people making it into a racial thing about being. Oh God, no! I'm so over that, man. So, uh, and you know, social media has given everybody an even bigger voice, and I get that. But damn it, man! Like the racism part of it, and who was the first black champion, and when? Why don't they do this? Why are they racist? Like it's completely irrelevant, if you ask me. And Uh, Kofi, uh, that whole that whole dynamic that has. Nothing to do with racism in my eyes at all. I, I believe Kofi has put in the work, and he's been there for, as I said, eleven years. Um, if he's not getting put over, it's for a reason that you know Vince and them have has determined. But it's not because of his race. There's absolutely, absolutely, man. Like absolutely. I mean, think it's about just... this for a second. Hogan said one word, one word on audio on a phone call and they took Hogan and they pretty much, you know, wiped their hands clean of him and acted like he never existed, took him out of the hall of fame. They took all of his, you know, footage down. They, they just acted like Hogan never existed over saying one word. So do you really think it's a racism thing with Kofi that, Oh, he ain't getting it because of that. No, 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 it's absolutely not. Well, Monday Night Raw kicked off with Lesnar and Heyman coming out, doing a promo. Uh, At this point, I'm just so over Brock Lesnar. I've been over Brock Lesnar for a long time. As much as I appreciate Paul Heyman as a human being for his accomplishments, I'm over his whole part of that as well. And uh, Drew McIntyre came out, uh, interrupted the conversation, and Rollins came out and hit him in the back with a chair. Uh, I do like that they're starting to push McIntyre too, because I think that dude is is seriously a savage. Well, here's here's what my take on with Brock Lesnar, and it's not going to be popular among the uh, IWC among wrestling fans. Period. But Brock's keeping the belt, oh. and I think he's keeping the belt at least at least until they get on Fox. Fox wants all the heavy hitters when SmackDown moves over there. They want Ronda Rousey. They want Brock Lesnar. They want SmackDown to be the number one show, not Raw. 
Fox is going to let them have a TV 14 rating, you mm-hmm. know, them do all of that. So I think Brock is just going to just keep being the ultimate universal champion until I don't know they're ready to have somebody really take it off them. I, I just don't think, I think what might happen at Mania is there's going to be some interference with uh, Reigns and, and Ambrose, maybe helping them out or whatever, but ultimately I think Brock still wins. I just, I, I, everybody, okay, in a relationship, you'll have where the couple have that whole butterflies in their stomach, the beginning of that relationship, and time moves on, they they get together, they can get married, and there always comes that part to where one looks at the other and says, man, I wish it was like it used to be, or why, why don't you act that way anymore, or why don't you... That is all they do with Attitude Era. They keep bringing it back, going, oh, why can't they just be... Because they can't. That was a special thing. It's done. It's got to die. They got to make a new Attitude Era. And I hate it when they're trying to pander. And it's obvious that they're pandering. Like, oh, hey, let's bring back a PGDX. Eh. So Fox has actually said, and I've seen an article where they're like, hey, look, so uh, if you want to be on our network... You're gonna to have to step it up and be more aggressive. So I'm actually curious to see right. where you go with that. Yeah, yeah. I just think you know, it's. I just think maybe the violence will come back. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, obviously we've had the women's evolution, so we're not gonna see Brian panty matches, but maybe more with like you know stuff like Alexa being so flirtatious and and you know oh the almost towel drop kind of thing. Right. Like as far as that goes, but I think the violence is gonna step it up. Maybe the language a little bit, but. That I think that really they're going to bring back like a lot of the hard hitting stuff. Well, if they they got to come up with some new stuff, that's what it is. It, they've spent too much time capitalizing off of nostalgia. That's uh, every time in the past like three years that they brought DX back for any reason, I just roll my eyes. It's I, I can barely stand it. It's just too too. It, it, PG. You can't take somebody. Well, it's kind of like when they did Aliens versus Predator and made it PG thirteen. You can't take R rated franchises and make them PG thirteen. It just don't work. Right. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, DX. They're going into the Hall of Fame. They're definitely not going to be instrumental in SmackDown going to Fox. Like it's just going to be a thing. Like they're going to ride off into the Hall of Fame as like the the shock team and like the the uh, TV fourteen TVMA team. Like. I don't think they would ever try that with DX. What you see with PG is like Lucha House Party. Um, right. You know, uh, New Day at times. New Day at, day at times, they can get like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what I want to say. Like, like the way some of the, you know, the way Big E moves his junk, right. man. Like the way they dance around, like, could be suggestive, you know what I mean? But they could also pander to the kids and stuff like that. Like, that's PG to me. But, like, you know what I mean? DX was just always, you you ran to the TV when DX came on because you were just going to be like, you know, holy beep. You know, I can't believe they just did that. You know? Right. Well, I they need a new DX, so that's what I'm getting at. And I don't, oh, sure. like, uh, I'm really digging with what they're doing with the Undisputed Era. I was just, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth right there. I, was I just think there's opportunity because I've seen where, uh, oh, man, I can't remember who it was, uh, one of the... Uh, uh, females is actually talking about joining it, and if one of the females join it, it's going to be like, oh, whoa, maybe they are trying to do a modern day DX. Um, they're, they're, I tell you, they're, they're great together. You know, uh, you know, O'Reilly and Fish, like one of the, the 
fucking or excuse me, but they work they work nice together and and uh mm-hmm. you know Adam Cole baby, you know what I mean? Like they they're just good. They they got the the charisma and they've got um I um I think they if they added a couple people then they would have a really good stable that they could do some uh, pretty uh, crazy stuff with. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with the Undisputed. Um, g- jumping back over to Raw real quick, because I'll run through some of these matches, because honestly, I like to go over the matches of the week, but some of them just aren't worth you know breaking them down. Filler. Talking yeah, about filler. Because yeah. Um, after the whole... Rollins attacked McIntyre thing. They had a Balor and Braun Strowman versus Lashley and Rush. Um, I just wrote down, I wrote down okay because it was an okay match. It really was right. nothing special. And you're seeing a lot of these matches, the same thing over and over and over. And it, I'm not going to lie, a big part of me, my heart breaks every time I see Braun Strowman because he went from being – the next Brock Lesnar that's just going to be a unstoppable monster to now he's just like, I don't know, he he's defeatable, very, very defeatable all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know what, uh, what what's going on as far as Braun goes. It seems like they were they were moving him out to be the, the big monster that he is, but now you're right. I mean, he's just, he doesn't have that same that same power right now. I don't think like when he was just starting to get elevated. So I definitely think that that's, that's something to look out for. Is it a decline or are they just going to, you know, hop rails with him? You know what I mean? But uh, what, what I think it doesn't help is like Finn Balor, man. Like he was getting to be red hot. Now he's, you know, he got the belt off of Lashley, you know what I mean? And like, he should, he should, I, I don't know. I just want to see somebody else like make a run at him now. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't make him join a tag team kind right. of stuff. Well, here here's here's one of the uh, don't issues. bore me. You know what I mean? It, yeah. The well, yeah. You're actually taking the words out of my mouth. Um, what one of my issues right now is you got all these championships right now, and there's only a couple of them that I even care to see at all. I don't care about the universal title. I barely care about the the main. You know. WWE championship. Um, I think the Miz put the IC title back on the map and made it one of the most coveted belts currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a Samoa Joe fan at all. My, I always talk to my co-host about this. I'm just not. Matter of fact, I, I like him so much that I've got the uh, Scott Steiner wave file or voice file on, on command that I like to play often. <laughs> Big bad booty daddy. Yeah, my gosh. But I, I'll tell you what, I said this and it was funny. Um, we had a podcast the week before it happened and me and my co-host were talking about what could we do to make Samoa Joe just worthy to be, just to do something to, to make him relevant and we said we need to put that U.S. title on him and just make him a monster. And yeah. holy crap, the next week he got that belt, and I'm like, oh yes, let's Good keep call. that going. So um, the IC title I'm a fan of right now. The the United States Championship, um, the cruiserweight is stagnant. Oh my gosh, I do not care at all. Um, Tony Nese, I hope ends up with the belt, but Buddy Murphy, I. <laughs> 
just do not care. And, I, and it's not that I think Buddy Murphy's bad. It's just 205 Live is just stagnant right now. I think one of the best things they had going for him was when Enzo was around because he was so obnoxious that people just hated it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, him and uh, Neville, now, you know, Pac with AEW, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, they were awesome. But that's the only reason was Enzo and, and Neville that I was watching 205 Live. Now, they, they have some very, uh, very talented superstars over there, but they just, they, they're not making it a, a priority like NXT and Raw and SmackDown is. So it's, it seems like it's just, it's almost like superstars or, or Sunday Night Heat. You know yeah. what I mean? To me, that's in, what that's in the commentary. This this week's commentary was better, but for the past several weeks, the commentary has been so monotone that I would fall asleep watching the show, and it's only an hour long show. And but, you know, that that does make a difference too. That does make a difference. If you that's don't a have whole that nother excitement. Discussion. They were literally just. Oh, and then this happened, and then that happened, and oh no, he's got a wrist lock, or oh no, he did. Wow, even the announcers weren't even excited, so it made it for a real dull show. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, after the, oh yeah, after the Balor and Braun Strowman match where they won it, um, another squash match was Angle and Gable, which we talked a little bit about um the whole Corbin thing earlier. I will say this, Chad Gable, I I do fear for his future because he's been with somebody ever since he's been there and I think the moment they quit tagging him with somebody, I think is the moment Gable just fades off into the, you know, non-existence, but the man can wrestle. So well, I was going to say with with that being said though, uh I that was one of the matches I liked because they have their lineage together, the whole teacher-student stuff and everything, and I really appreciated the wrestling in that match. So, uh, unfortunately, like, I don't know what it is. Like, Gable seems to have the charisma. He seemed the ready, willing, and Gable thing, but it's just like you can't you can't get behind him yet as a singles competitor. It's like, no. well, Bobby, Bobby Roode taking him on, that, I thought that was really cool. That was good. Yeah, but you know, when, see, see, Bobby Roode, though, He's another one that they yeah. pretty much dumbed down and was like, okay, this guy could have been an unstoppable force, and now he's a face? Like, right, Bobby right. it's not really a face. No, he's, he's, he's supposed to be that narcissistic, like, you know right. what I mean, all about me, king of the locker room kind of champion. You know, like... Um, his DDT is one of my favorite moves in wrestling right now. His, yeah. His glorious DDT, because, man, that just, I love that move. I like the arm winging out. <laughs> Impact. <laughs> well, after after the Gable match, which obviously Angle won, Corbin came out, had blah, 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 they talked. I A lot of the stuff I don't pay too much attention to because you just kind of roll your eyes. Um, after that, you know, here I was feeling like I was going to be in a better mood, that my eyes were going to stop rolling. Well, they ended up having a match with Sasha versus Natalia, which, man, I don't know. I, I really, I don't want to ever count out Natalia because of her lineage and who she is because she's not like Charlotte. She's not walking out and about, and it's not all about her because who her daddy is. But, man, I just, I don't, it seems like Natalia is unfortunately going to be stuck in the jobber position for a while now, and... I do like the the 
idea of her and the Glamazon Beth Phoenix tagging together. That's kind of cool. Um, actually, that's a question I'm going to uh, ask you there, George. What do, what do you think about WrestleMania? You think Bailey and uh, Sasha's going to drop the titles? Well, uh, and see, I, I have a whole kind of a thing about the women's tag division and uh, what what is about to happen with the women's championship and everything. And I know you're probably going to get to with uh, you know Ronda Rousey and them, but the uh, the women's tag belts. Um, this could be a hot thing right now. And like bringing, you know, Beth Phoenix back to, to run with Natalia. Maybe we'll see Lita and Trish come out maybe for a match and everything and just kind of keep this going. But Bailey and Sasha, they, that's a good tag team. You think about their good tag teams and they did it right right now with, with putting them together to do this. Uh, and they earned you know it. They, they earned it, man. They, from what they did as singles competitors, with NXT and how they were involved yeah. in so many firsts in women's wrestling, if anybody deserves to have those titles, it's those two women. Yeah, they, I mean, completely earned it. But now let's not forget now, and this is in NXT, Ronda Rousey has her three goons over there and Shayna Baszler and um, the other two. are. I, I don't even know their names because they're irrelevant right now. They're just like, uh, they're just starting to show them on camera. You know what I mean? But right. There's that whole build coming up, so you know we're pretty soon. Maybe by Survivor Series could be the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen kind of thing. It could be, and I'm and I'm so not a Shayna Baszler fan. I feel like that's the female Samoa Joe. Um, but she's a good heel, man. She is a good heel. She is a very good heel, and that is the good sign of of someone who's doing their job. If I literally hate them. That they're doing their job, so and, and I mean, like, it's not exactly easy to look at, but right. <laughs> don't well, matter. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but I, I'll, tell it's you, ugly. I'll tell you who I'd like to see come up and just run the house, and I would like to see Rhea Ripley come over from NXT UK and just yeah. own. Yeah, she's good. She's exciting already. There's charisma at Rhea Ripley for yes. sure. So, and I and I think in time we will see from her uh, more from her. Um, well, after the Sasha and Natalia match, which got disqualified when Nia Jax and Tamina came out, which it, they're beasts, man. Here, here's the thing I understand yeah. about this: they are beasts. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't have the belts on them. But this, like, I I, I think I'm not buying into Tamina anymore. Like. They keep trying to bring her out and trying to bring and she just is she's stale, man. Like I always think like she just doesn't know what to do. And she's a yes. monster. Like so in other words, like that's why guys I think are already like, oh wow, they're so big, but they can't get the belts. Well, yeah, because Tamina sucks. <clears throat> no, no, I I'm I'm completely behind that statement. Tamina and, and and you know what? Hey, I give her props, her lineage, where she comes from, what she's also done and had to go through. She's just Never been exciting. So you got to be, as I always say, you got to be a whole package. You got to have mic skills. You got to have ring presence. You got to be able to actually wrestle. You, there, there's a lot of things that really go into making just an all out, all around great superstar. And she has like two or four things. And if you want to be someone that's going to be really. A, a dominating force. You gotta, you gotta be more than that. And Nia Jax, a lot of people. There's a lot of Nia trolls. I've personally always loved Nia Jax for the reason of I love seeing that big woman Samoa drop these little twig women, and it, it makes me laugh every time because 
There's no fake in that. Her 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 big body when she drops a, a female or throws them, it's kind of like when Braun throws a small guy. Yeah, it's, it's legit. It's not like oh here, let me help you. No, she she manhandles him and it makes me laugh. And but I know a lot of people aren't big Nia Jax fans. Oh, it's because she's related to the Rock. No, nah, she's a beast. She really is. Uh, here and here's the the crazy thing that I just want to say about these two women, like. The main thing with with being a superstar is reaction, whether it be good or bad, whether you're getting booed or cheered, you want to hear noise behind your back, some kind of noise. When Tamina's in there, the crowd is silent. Like, you don't, she gets zero reaction, like, from anybody. They're just kind of like, go tag Nia already. And when Nia gets in there now, I mean, then the house wakes up and everything. And that's what, like. Some of the, the old tech, like the Cologne brothers, remember that when they got it, they got zero reaction. Like that's, that's not good. That doesn't, that's not going to, you know, help your case of being a superstar. Yeah, but then you'll oh. see Vince pushing people like that. And you're like, right. what, what the heck Vince? Why, why are you shoving these people down our throats? We can and then you be... go and talk about their lineages and all that right. stuff. And like, it feels like he owes it to them or whatever. Oh, I don't get it. I think I... to me, it sucks. I, I just I'm never never been a Tamina fan, and she's just boring. She's just dry, and yeah, um, they do need to pair uh, Nia Jax with somebody else. But I don't know who they're going to do anytime soon. Um, yeah, give Nia Jax Ruby Riot. Well, okay, now my my normal co-host, he's a huge Ruby Riot mark, and I gotta and I gotta say something on his behalf, and I do agree. They have totally. Dumbed her character down too, and squashed oh, so her char- character, and it's and it's crap because that woman is a leader. Her, and she her skills and abilities, things. her skills and abilities should have her up there with Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Like she should be on that tier of the women's division, and she's not. She's still being the the leader of the you know the Riot Squad and just getting beat up all the time and she's so much better than that. See, I, I say you pair win. her up you pair her up with Nia man, that would be like a like a just a dastardly Shawn Michaels diesel kind of thing. They need to give the women a special belt. And I don't mean this as if like the women are special. No, I mean hear me out. The women need a belt, like a TV championship, something that they can defend weekly. Kind of like the U.S. title, but but give I mean have Ruby Wright take over that thing and just not let it go and defend it every single week. Almost like an IC belt for the women. Yeah, I mean why not? Because I'm and I'm not I'm trust me I'm not one of those guys that's all about the first. We got to have the first this, the first that because I think a lot of times everything comes to be more. It's more important that we have the first whatever then we actually have the quality of whatever they're trying to achieve. And I don't need the first women everything. Do they deserve it? Absolutely, as long as it's pitched properly. And I think uh, giving them another belt would be, I think, a wise, wise move to do. Maybe it's, in, maybe it's in their plans. There's no telling with all the stuff they're doing right. with them. I, right. I'd say, I'd almost say because of the amount of women talent they have, I'd almost say give them a 205 Live type show in addition to what they're doing just so you can get more women wrestling. That's a cool idea too, man. Bring back the glow. Glow something. I mean, yeah. but I don't, I'm not saying take them out of the main shows. 
But if you've given them them just an additional hour as singles competitors to do their thing, because think about that. 205 Live, you get three matches, four if there's a squash. You could do that with women. You you could give them three matches a week, and that they'd make that, you know, I think that would do a lot better. Well, speaking of squashes, uh, the Rousey and Dana Brooke, which Dana Brooke to me feels (laughs) like the poor girl that's named they drew out of a hat. Hmm. Like, oh, okay, we need to do a squash match. Uh, who are we going to – oh, Dana Brooke. Okay, well, we beat her up last week. Well, let's do it again. And and Ronda, like, beat her up bad. Yeah. And, and and I guarantee I was looking the way she was holding that arm. She was hurting Dana. There's no doubt in my mind that that, that arm bar was – she was bending that elbow. Mm. Yeah. I, I, know, I know right now there's a big kayfabe thing going on about – her breaking character and her really being upset and mean and really the baddest woman on the planet. Um, here's my thing. Ronda Rousey for many, many, many years was the baddest woman on the planet. And she legit is the real deal. What she's done in her, in, in the real world with judo championships and, and different things she's accomplished. So the, the woman is the real deal and I'll never say otherwise, but with that being said, just like with Mark Henry, as Vince McMahon looked at him and said, there's no job here for the world's second strongest man. She, she's not the world's baddest woman. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, they're, they're really pushing her like she snapped. And the problem is her character is so not believable. She's got garbage mic skills. Um, I will give her a hundred percent props on, um, the, one of the hardest things for a real fighter to do is to fake fight with wrestling. And I'll tell you, um, from day one, I've been impressed with her ring skills. Yeah, she could, she could go. She, she picked it up quick. Yeah. Uh, I not even like, I mean, she caught on real quick, almost like when Kurt Angle first stepped in there, but anytime you give her that mic, you can't, she spent, well, I think what, I think what bothers me is she spent the whole first year of her being in the WWE, walking out, smiling, being smiling all giggles, and waving, sh- yep. you know, waving, shaking hands, kissing babies, and yeah. then to all of a sudden, like she'll get to the ring and she'll turn the switch off, and no, I'm the baddest woman ever. If they wanted to do this baddest woman on the planet and this attitude like she's doing right now, they should have started that from day one and just had her being a total prick. Here, here's my take on, on this this whole this whole match here with with Rousey and. And the Twitter war and, and then, you know, with Becky Lynch and Charlotte and everything. I, I seriously think the three of these superstars sat down and said, let's turn this mother out, man. Like, let's go all in with, you know, breaking kayfabe. And, like, you know, I just think this whole thing is a complete work. And I think it's working. You know what I mean? It, it has everyone talking, whether you're behind Rousey or not. You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, She's got she's gotten under your skin now, or she's gotten to be your hero now. You know what I mean? Like she's but, garnering but that they reaction. Need Charlotte and all this crap. I mean, really. Well, well, that this is only entitlement that's getting Charlotte in this match. Like it's just because Vince, for whatever reason, feels that Ric Flair's daughter's got to be in, you know, this women's epic women's championship. You know, Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. It should have been Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and the story. But then all of the BS that went down, but. I truly think that, you know, what they're doing right now with this whole match is good. 
the promo work and everything, I like it. Is Rousey still not believable? She's not, but she's at least showing strides and getting a little bit better on the mic and everything. And here's here's my one main prediction for that match. I think Charlotte Flair bleeds like Rick. Hmm. I can I see think, that. I think she's going to bleed like Rick. I can see Charlotte taking the belt. Yep. Oh, well, there is that too. I honestly think she's going to end up with the belt. This is also <laughs> where I was injecting uh, the Shayna Baszler running and helping Rousey retain, starting up the four horsewomen feud, but that'll be for another time, right? <laughs> I, they're gonna. I'll tell you right now, they're going to have to do something because the current matches, I, I, if I had to slap a grade on... WrestleMania currently, I would say D plus, solid C minus. Yeah. yeah, and I, I was even, I think there's right now it's proposed 14 matches. Like, and now I don't think really one of them really has me wanting to be all like, no, I can't wait for WrestleMania. Right. Like, there's, there's a couple matches that I want to see, but overall it's going to be like, eh, I can't wait for Monday. However, right. you look at TakeOver New York on the NXT, holy crap, I want to see Uh-oh. every single match they got stacked that, up. That is going to be a show. It is. It is completely going to be a show, and I cannot wait for it. Um, well, after the, the Rousey and Brooke match, squash match, um, security ran out. They ended up, Rousey was pushing around referees, and then her husband was sitting front row, and he ended up yeah, about somebody. Uh, yeah, what? Okay, sure. I'll, I'll just I'll just say sure. I mean. It's just adding to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's I adding mean, to the kayfabe in her head. But what, whatever. Well, I'll roll with it. I mean, they, they could have done worse things, you know. It's a work. Um, after that was the Rollins versus McIntyre match. Which McIntyre won, and I was actually rather surprised. Um, Brock Lesnar ended up distracting Rollins, which caused uh, McIntyre to get the pin, and um, you know that was pretty much the end of Raw. And um, I don't know, man. I, I just think they're I think they're grooming McIntyre, man. I think I think they're setting him up. I like it. Oh, yeah. I like. I mean, he's he's menacing looking. Like, what 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 are they calling him? The 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 Scottish psychopath. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's pretty cool, man. And I, I'm and I'm I'm liking to see that years ago when he was three man band and everything. Like, who would have thought? Like, right. You know, he went he went back and found himself, and now here he is. Well, okay, ben- but I, I appreciate the Scottish psychopath aspect of what he's doing. And it works. I hate it when they do like like I'm not a big actually I'm not a fan at all, but it is what it is. Dean Ambrose, the whole, you know, lunatic fringe. Yeah. What what lunatic? I mean if they if his character was sarcastic asshole, okay, cool. I, I'm I'm down with that. Or or, you know, uh you know, stoner uh you know, that doesn't care. Yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> Matt Riddle. Oh man, Matt Reynolds, my boy. I, I love that. Yep. Bro. Oh, I, I told a story on last week's podcast about one of the reasons I like him, so uh but it, it involved me when I was in the Navy talking to a captain and he called me bro, so it just ah, cool. hits me to my core. Um Well moving on to SmackDown, make sure I got the right set of notes because sometimes I read from the wrong set, which I just about did. Um the Miz opens up. 
this is the note that I took down off of this, which I, and it's funny that I say this. I never liked The Miz, but about two years ago, maybe three years ago, when he started his promo going after Daniel Bryan when he retired and was on Talking Smack, that dude made that IC belt the best belt there was to have around your waist. And I absolutely love The Miz. And when he came out and he was talking to the crowd in his typical... He was still kind of healing it up a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's doing the face thing right now, but he was still arrogant. But when the crowd started chanting, you deserve it, like in my mind, I'm like, holy crap. What what universe are we in to where the crowd is chanting, you deserve it, to the Miz? Well, I'll tell you what, man. He's he's getting smacked down on Fox. So he's a superstar, man. Oh, he's, he's really – and I've always – Once again, like I said earlier in our conversation that, you know, you want to get a reaction, whether it be good or bad. I've always given the Miz uh, uh, some kind of reaction to where I've hated him. I couldn't stand seeing him. Now I I see the superstar in him and I'm behind him. You know what I mean? So that's he takes you on a ride with his character, man. And I think that's really good. And uh, he's always reminded me of of young Jericho. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. man. Dude dude has mic skills and. One of the hardest things for a wrestler when they're cutting their promo is to not sound like they're reading off of a cue card and, ooh, I'm going to beat you up and, er, I'm going to get you, brother. It's You can call that bluff a mile away, but like that one episode on Talking Smack where he got that camera up in his face and he was spitting mad talking about Daniel Bryan, that was reality. And whether or not he truly felt that or not, it was 150% believable. And I, I'll tell you what, about anything that dude says now, it is so much more believable. And I'm just impressed. Very impressed. Very, very. Well, after the, the Miz did his little thing, he came out, talked smack about Shane, and said, oh, I'll see you to WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was a match with Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics. Um, uh, the Iconics won that match. I'm... They're going to win a lot more. I'm going to tell you, the Iconics are good. They're good for, they're good for the women's division. They're the heel tag team. They're like they're just so, you know, out there in left field with the way that they they bring their they, their show to the to the ring, and they're good in the ring. Like they remind they, me of two Alexa Blisses. Because yeah, Alexa Bliss, bit. for her size, has no business winning the way she wins. But how does she do it? She's strategic. She cheats her little ass off. So right. the Iconics remind me of that personality type. It's it's They'll take the beating the whole match, and when they get that first opportunity to cheat their little butts off, they cheat to win, yep. They cheat to win, and boom, they got it. So, yeah, you're going to see them uh, around for a while. And Billy Kay, is, her voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Everything yeah. she says, I just like. It just gives me chills, and I. It brings understand. brings back when, how you felt when Vicky talked, you know. That's Vicky the, exactly, <laughs> but that's unfortunately that's a good thing. That's yeah. that's what's going to help push her is that everybody hears yeah. that voice to this day. It's like nails on a chalkboard, so you know that's probably what they're going for. But I think they're succeeding. So the Iconics won that match, and then Lacey Evans came out and did uh, during the about mid match. She came out and did her little thing where she struts out and walks back. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this or seen pictures in a lot of these groups or not, but you know she was a Marine. 
Yeah. Yeah, I do know all of that. Uh, apparently, she's she's going to be setting up for a push, man. Uh, yes. Uh, wrestling dirt sheet god Dave Meltzer. Uh, I don't know if you read his stuff, but he uh, he said Lacey's getting ready for a big push. I think she's going to be going for the belt after yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, and it, she's kind of getting the introduction kind of like Elias got, where he was just the drifter. Right. Only she's getting to come right out in front of the universe and then go back and everything. Like, she's already got people talking, you know? Well, so, that, that actually might be a WrestleMania thing, too. You're talking about Baszler distracting. I could see her very easily coming out and then blowing her off like, oh, she's doing her thing. And then she actually jumps in the ring and starts doing something for once. Right, right. So you just don't know. Like, they, they got they got a lot of good characters that can really, like, I think she might be, uh, she might be something because she's big, you know. She's, she's big. I've seen her in the ring already. She can go. You know, well, I seen I mean? a video uh, today actually of her uh, working out with her little daughter, and she was flipping tires. And I'm like, yeah, she's uh, not someone that I'd want to be messing with. I think she can really hold her own. After that match, we had Rey Mysterio came out and said he's going to have a match with Samoa Joe. Nothing really stupid. Special. Yeah, nothing really special about that, other than the fact that. Ray Mysterio now has a ten foot tall son compared to him. Um, I guess he's going to be wrestling too. I guess he started training. Oh, I didn't know about that. Um, I think if I read correctly, Dominic is going to be wrestling under the name Price Mysterio. Hmm. I think I'm I'm not positive, but I I do know that he is uh, has been starting at the performance center. So I think he's going to get into the family business, but. That's going to be some big shoes to fill right there. I hope Joe destroys Ray. I really do. I hope Joe starts going on a tear and just destroying guys. Oh, absolutely, with the U.S. title. And I think he should come out every single week and defend it. And they need to knock off this whole let's do a fatal five-way or four-way. or They need to cut it back to Joe being a monster and people individually coming out. And he needs to mow through a few big names. I mean, he needs to have someone like Cena come out and he mows him down. He needs to get some credibility to what he's doing. And I think that would uh, definitely help put him over even more if he holds on to that U.S. belt as long as he's defending it. Sure. Hell yeah, man. He, he, he can easily just be a freight train. They just got they just got you know, they have to let go of the reins with him. He knows how to do it. He knows how to be an excellent heel. He he knows how to do it. Just let him do it, you know? It's great that he has a belt on him. I'm happy he has a belt. Uh and for someone who's not a Samoa Joe fan at all, I am very happy that he has that belt and I look forward to seeing what he can do with it. He's fat I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> um <laughs> The new KO show, I, I tell you what, I hate it when they do the little moments of bliss KO show. Um, I get it. They're trying to give you memories of like Piper's Pit, and I, I get it, but there's no content ever to them. Like the Kevin Owens show, he had Becky and Charlotte out just so they could punch each other. Um, it was, the, I, I know they got to take up some time and, and fill a time slot, but um, the only thing I'm going to really discuss over that especially with you george because i don't know your thoughts i'm I'm a kevin owens fan and seeing him as a face is so interesting 
So what, what do you think about Kevin Owens being a face for once? Well, I'll tell you what about Kevin Owens. He, you could, he is polished. Like he is polished as a professional wrestler. He's polished as an entertainer. Like he's really good. And his mic skills. Oh yeah. Him even being able to just go and do this kind of face turn. It was impressive because it, uh, it, I, he's one that's believable. And he's still, I still feel like he has his edge to him. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's not a pushover. He's not just Mr. Good Guy. He well, still has for his an size to do some of the moves he does, and then to be able to talk on the mic. Man, when he came out a couple weeks ago to to Rowan, and was like, "We got a problem there, Redwood." Like, you know, this stuff is natural. It's just coming at like it's not scripted. That stuff's just coming out of his mouth. Yeah, he's just polished, man. He's he's good. Yeah, I, I've always. I've always liked Kevin Owens, and I, I can't wait to see what they do with him. Um, I don't know. Um, there's rumor that Sami Zayn's going to come back on uh, at WrestleMania. I, I think those two need to just separate right now. I don't think that because Sami Zayn as a heel was horrible, but Sami Zayn as a face is a good thing. But to put him and Kevin together as a face, it it's kind of like Austin Powers and Doctor Evil working together. It just doesn't feel right. Well, but if they do that again, they're going to kill Owens' momentum again. I think so. I think they need to keep Sammy away from. Yeah. Owens. Unless they keep Sammy a heel, uh, attacking Owens. But even then, we're kind of tired of seeing. Yeah, we that don't fight. need we don't need Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens anymore. You know, it's it's done. We get it. You know, they were best friends, then they fought, and that's it. Like let them let them do their own path. Well, after that. Um, Kevin Owens show where Becky and Charlotte fought each other and had a little brawl. Uh, the real, the real match of the night began, and that was Kofi versus the Bar versus Ooh. Rowan versus uh, Samoa Joe versus Orton. Um, that was a good match. Um, the dude is that was a that was a grueling gauntlet match, man. I'll tell you what. Um, People can say wrestling's fake all they want, and they can say it's predetermined, it's it's synchronized. They can say all they want, but as Diamond Dallas Page always says, you can't fake gravity. And I'm telling you right now, Kofi hit that mat so many times, and the dude is a superior athlete, in my opinion, to be able to take the beatings he took. And Bro, get 55 to that minutes. Kofi was in that gauntlet for 55 minutes doing high-caliber moves and taking high-caliber bumps. And he never stopped. Like, really, at any point, was he just like, oh, well, we'll just Irish whip each other for a while. No, he was, you know, top rope, top rope, top rope, and just jumping. And, and man, that guy, there... He deserves a WrestleMania moment now. You know what? That's 100% what he deserves. At the least... A WrestleMania moment. Does he need to have yep. the title on his waist? I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, I could say he deserves it, yes, but are they going to give it to him? Probably not. But he deserves to walk out in front of that crowd. Unfortunately, I really wish his WrestleMania moment would have came last year or the year before or hopefully next year because I think this WrestleMania is shaping up to be kind of a dud right now. And. <laughs> I guess. I mean, there's still there's still two weeks, you know. So the landscape could change drastically in two weeks. So 
I think yeah, he's kinda... they're going to have to pull some holy shit, like holy crap, just amazing like moments at this WrestleMania to really save it. I mean, I'm talking bringing up people, um, uh, different celebrities showing up. They're going to have to really work hard to to make this one because I felt like uh, I felt like Deadpool more than once during this past month where I'm just like, wow, that's just lazy writing. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of that. Like, oh, Shane and Miz are going to fight out of nowhere. That's just lazy writing. Or how about Vince comes out and says, no, Kevin Owens who deserves everything. Even though the last time Kevin Owens was on, he was kicking Vince in the face and putting him down. And there's they never made amends. There was no moment. But suddenly Vince thinks Kevin Owens is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, well, is- and here's the thing, like, the big machine, they don't think that the universe, we the fans, remember these things. That, that we, But we invest so much into watching the product and everything. So we do know of uh, an an, un, an unfinished storyline or, uh, you know what I mean, Some, something that didn't get its closure. So, right. you know, in saying that, man, like, yeah, he, he's messed up a couple of times like this. And definitely, like, I don't know how many people know that about what Kevin Owens. But, yeah, you're right, man. Well, it, it just feels like Vince is – see, in the past years, I mean, I'm go, we're talking going back, you know, five years, ten years, you know, 15. When Vince would come out and do something, it was like, ah, this man's running the show. He knows what's up. He's going to start some drama. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Now, every time Vince comes out, I feel like they let the dude out of the nursing home to say, okay, you can play like you're the boss for the day now. But also, but also understand this, that if Vince is out there, part of a program with you, that you are being pushed. You know, you think of all the guys that Vince has worked with on screen, like has done something with The Rock, True. True. Austin, Hogan, Triple H. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, he doesn't just come out. He just doesn't just come out and, and you know, do his shtick for, for just anyone. You know what I mean? I think that says a lot about with Kofi and. Kevin Owens, you know that, what I mean? That, that is a very valid point there. Um, I, you know, I never really thought of it that way, but that is, that is a very valid point that he only shows up when stuff's about to really go down. Well, sure. Kofi did a great match. He won the match. Everyone's cheering him. Vince comes out and is like, Oh, by the way, you got one more guy to fight. And then Daniel Bryan comes out uh, a few minutes later, wipes the floor with him. And then, pins Kofi and okay so as it stands right now Kofi's not going to Wrestlemania we know better we know something else is going to happen but that's where they left us on Smackdown and Vince is really trolling the fans right now and (laughs) I have no idea what what they got in store at this point like I said we got two weeks till the till the big dance you know so anything could happen all right well uh now I'm going to hit 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK. These really go pretty quick because there's very few matches in them. Um, NXT, uh, first match, Mike Kanellis versus uh, Tazawa. That was actually a good match. Um, there wasn't anything to me that jumped out that said, like, match of the week. This was something that was just special. It was a good match, and I like seeing Mike Kanellis. Um, he won. I like seeing him start to get pushed a little bit, but man, I just the whole him and Maria Canales thing. I'm just over that. 
Yeah, next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just next. Tony Nese and Cedric Alexander. I might even say that was the match of the week, in my opinion. That was a good match because I'm watching it. I'm going, I honestly have no idea who they're going to put over right now. And the, man, they beat each other and beat each other. And they did some just ridiculous moves. And it was an enjoyable match. So if I had to pick out of all all the matches I've seen this week, I think that might have been my favorite. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, they have you know, excellent physiques, excellent in-ring abilities. Like, they're two two great characters right there. So, yeah, they're definitely worth the watch. I mean, I'm not a huge Cedric Alexander fan, but part of me, it's because with 205, I want to see certain people get shots at the title and new blood happening, you know, not all the time, but... I, I want to see a change every so often, and Cedric's been a champion before, and not that he doesn't deserve it at all, but um, I, I would like to see someone different, and Tony Nese, I think, would be the perfect face, maybe, to take the belt and then have another heel take it back off of Tony. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what they're going to do yet. Buddy Murphy may hold on to it, but Buddy Murphy, since, man, I don't, I don't even know when the last time he actually did anything, like, was the last takedown or or takeover? Uh, I'm not seeing a wrestler or anything. Yeah, I'm. I'm my 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 205. Like I, I told you earlier, is really shot right now. I'm I'm really disappointed right now. I just don't. I like Tony Nese. You know, I like Cedric Alexander. I like Buddy Murphy. You know what I mean? I like I, some of them, but it's just the show. I just I don't know, man. I just I, I can't invest time in it. I feel like a bad fan. Well. This is what I've been running into lately. I, I watch this stuff throughout the week, and um, I feel like, I don't know, like um, I don't know if it's that it's the product is that boring or if I'm just being wrestled out by the end of the week. No, that's a good point, too. But then again, you know what I mean? Like, I make sure I'm catching NXT on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, NXT I have to watch, you know? So, right. I don't know. But between 205 Live and NXT UK, which I know NXT UK, part of my problem is the fact that I'm uh, really just, uh, there's a lot of people I don't know who they are. That's my problem, yep. Because they're also talking about doing an NXT uh, Japan coming out before long, so. You gotta strike while the iron's hot, man. I I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna do yet. Well, NXT, you know, regular NXT... They had uh, opened up with a match. Um, it was Adam Cole versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle versus Aleister Black. Yep. Um, that match all come down to... Actually, it was the only match they did on NXT, but that match was all about who's going to go fight uh, Johnny Gargano at TakeOver New York for the uh, relinqu- freshly relinquished NXT championship belt. Uh, Tommaso. Yeah, well, soon Tommaso. Yeah, he, he uh, dude, that dude's, uh, he, he's, I hope the surgery went well and I hope he recovers well because I think that dude is the future heel of that company. I, that dude yeah. is magic. Definitely. I definitely, I like him. I like him a lot. He's definitely going to be a future superstar. 
Oh my gosh, he he, and it sucks that he had to give up that belt. But um, I'd kind of like to see because uh, out of that that match, Adam Cole won for for a while there. I was hoping that Velveteen Dream would would have won that match because I thought that'd have been cool if he would have beat Johnny Gargano and carried both belts for a while. Yeah, Dream Dream's gonna have a good future too, man. He he's a really good. They Good need to character. keep him in NXT right now, though, man. They need yeah. to because if they bring him up to the main roster, they'll be like Apollo Cruz, who? Yeah, exactly. And and they just they don't they don't need to put him in the main roster right now. I'll end up like the Ascension. Yeah, no joke. Um, let's see, Adam Cole, of course, that dude. He he's magic on the mic. I, I, I and and his his charisma, his personality. Um, I, I think that's going to be one of the best matches at Takeover because seeing him and Johnny Gargano go at it, I I don't I can see with with Ciampa gone I can see them pumping the brakes on Gargano and keeping him in NXT for a while too. And play I'm I think Cole wins that match. Maybe. Um, I I I, I wouldn't have a problem if he did. <laughs> No, for sure, for sure. But it's going to be a good one. But it's probably going to be the match of the night as far as takeover goes. Man, I, I just, I just want. I look forward to seeing Matt Riddle go after that North American Championship, though. Man, that dude, I bro, think, <laughs> I think when they move him to the main roster, I think he'll he'll hit the hit the ground running. I think that dude, um, he's very unique with his moves, and I and I really like it. Like he did. Uh, reversal on black during that match that I was like, holy crap, that was totally uh, just smooth. And, and which, by the way, what are your thoughts on Ricochet and Aleister Black being tag partners? Oof, I love it. I love it. And uh, Ricochet is must watch for me. Like when he comes on, I, I even have to make sure I watch his entrance because I just, I love his, his entrance exactly. thing and everything, man. I love it all, man. Like those guys should win the tag belts. You know, it's funny. Um, they remind me of the first Ice Age movie where when I first heard it came out, they're like, okay, so Ray Romano. I'm like, all right. And they're like, Dennis Leary. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, John Leguizamo. I'm like, okay, can they pick three of the most random, non-connected people on earth to be in this movie? That's kind of like Ricochet and Aleister Black. You stuck them together in the beginning. It's like, really? Why are we doing this? And they work together so perfectly that now every time they come out, it's like, man, I can't wait to see them. Just they 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 complement each other so well, and you wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, they're 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 just ridiculously good. Well, I'm gonna finish up on NXT UK with this. Will go pretty quick because I'm. I have yet to see a match that I've just been crazy about. Um, Liguero versus this man named Eddie Dennis, and Eddie Dennis won, but I felt the whole time watching this, Eddie Dennis was very slow, very sluggish. Um, I hate it when you see a wrestler go to do a move and they're anticipating the other person and, like, say they're getting ready to get knocked down and they fall down before they get touched. I felt like that's what this match was like watching and I can't stand Liguero's headpiece. I know that bull is his deal. So good on him, but I feel like he's got one of those little inflatable air guitar toys. Like they just inflated them before he went out and wrestles. Um, I'm just not impressed with them. It was just a boring match. 
It was a slow match. And then they did a squash, squash match after that on NXT UK with uh, Stoker and Howley, which are supposed to be, I guess, like, like British models or something. Heck, I don't know. Versus The Hunt, which is the guy that play, does the primate. And there's a guy they call the boar. Um, they're just monsters on their own, but they're just bizarre and weird. So I could see them doing something maybe down the road, but right now, eh. Pink. Just give me Pete. Just give me Pete Dunn running all over everybody, and I'll be fine with NXT UK. Oh my gosh, when he steps up to the main roster, I can't wait because that dude. I love watching Pete Dunn wrestle. That I, I was telling my uh, my co-host before on a couple other podcasts, little things that he does that makes me laugh. You know, he'll put you in like a wrist lock of some kind, but then he'll bend your fingers. Mm-hmm. That's that's grade school crap that's funny to me. Like, oh, not only am I twisting your wrist, but I'm going to bend your finger back. Yeah, he's just, he's just mean. He's just, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love it. Well, after the, the Stoker and Halley match, uh, the Hunt won that one pretty quick as a squash match. There was a match with uh, Cassius Ono versus... You know what? I didn't even write the guy's full name down. I just put Smith down. <laughs> oh, no, won that one because they're trying to put him over in NXT UK. I have absolute zero cares in the world about Cassius Ono. Yeah, man. I don't know. I never thought I'd see someone get demoted. Right. But they're trying to play it off like he got promoted. But right. I, I don't know. I just, the dude never impressed me. He, he's. Fat, not that you can't be a fat wrestler, but the dude's just fat and he's got a punch, I guess. That's his big deal. Oh, he's a knockout champion. Whatever. He gainers he gets zero reaction. Like I like you know, I seem to be my theme tonight, but zero reaction for Cassius Ono. He does not excite me nor makes me want to hate him. Like he's just yeah, let's go. Get this match over, you know. I would like to see Ono come out against the big show and the big show just punch him once, knock his butt out and be like, <laughs> that it? Well, that could be a thing. You know, that could be a thing, but that's all, that's all it would be for, for Ono's career. Like he's got to do some kind of sideshow crap because he's not, I don't think he's going to be anything. No, I, I, I don't, I don't think he is at all really. And he, ain't, I don't think he's impressing anybody over there either. Right. Now, after that match, uh, Tyler Bate uh, fought James Drake. And I'm the one thing that I pointed out because Tyler Bate won that match, but Tyler Bate fell at one point off the top turnbuckle and he landed on his side on that apron and there there's no way he got out of that without hurting himself. That was right. that was a rough fall. Um, he did beat James Drake with man. I'm always gonna put Tyler Bate get, put him over just because man. Good on him for keeping that dragon corkscrew alive. I love that move. That's yeah, a cool move. Yep. So he he uh, pulled that move off and won. So I don't I. That's I think that's something else that bothers me about NXT UK right now is I just named several matches, none of which have a point. Yeah, I just don't. I I know very little about it. Like you, you know, mentioned a little bit of wrestling overload. I I think like. Right now, like I gotta at least 
don't know. I'm I'm hardly paying attention to uh, NXT UK minus any Pete Dunn action, but because uh, he came yeah, out. It's amazing they, how they, many they they told him they're like, oh hey, by the way, guess what? You get to defend the belt at Takeover New York, which I thought was already common knowledge, but and then he is like, I want Walter, which my my co-host he's a big Walter Mark, but mm-hmm. I'm. I like Walter, but I also think he's kind of sluggish and slow too. So, um, I don't really want to see Walter take the belt right now. But if he does, put put Pete Dunn on that main roster, get him up there. I, I want to see him do some damage. I agree. Well, other than that, that's kind of all the shows that went down. I'm trying to think if I read any other news or anything. Uh, have you seen anything that kind of jumped out at you this week? Um, fan reactions or anything? We, uh, we, we nailed it pretty good, man. I mean, that was, uh, like I said, it's it's the build to WrestleMania, man. So it's just going to, this is how hopefully the next two weeks, some answers or some questions get answered and, uh, some right wrongs get righted, you know what I mean? And we, we end up with a good WrestleMania, not not a, a crap one. Well, I do know that they are planning on doing some kind of change with the Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin thing. But someone mentioned today, and I thought this was kind of funny, um, why is that the match that everyone's really caring about? Because you look at one match, them screwing over Kofi, them, you know, there's a lot of things they've done recently that's really upset the fans, and it's almost like Vince is like, eh, who who cares? But once the fans went crazy about Kurt Angle, they're like, oh, crap, we better fix this. Yeah, because they, they clearly do not want Kurt Angle's you know final match to be at WrestleMania, to be a boo fest or just lack of interest or anything like that. Like, they want it to go out as, like, you know, Kurt's hurrah, you know, and I, I, I believe that's why they're going to make the change from, I think they announced that Baron Corbin got injured or something. So, uh, that's how they're going to play this off. Well, they, uh, I did hear also another little rumor and I hope it's not true, but I'm sure it will be undertaker at WrestleMania and potentially sting coming out of retirement to fight him. I, uh, that's that's been in the dirt sheets. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how true that can happen because I thought Sting got jacked up by Rollins. So I don't know if they, maybe they could just. I don't even know. Well, Taker is doing good now. He's healed enough from his surgery, but I, I'm telling you, I'm I, I I love Taker like everybody else. I give the man respect, but sometimes you got to know when when you just cannot do it at all anymore. And you see Ric Flair will always be able to come in there, even in a wheelchair, because the dude has charisma and mic skills. So even if he's just taking a couple bumps or a chop or, or just just his ring present alone, he's, he's always going to be welcome. But The Undertaker is not a speaking role. It's all about him just being there and being intimidating. And... That last WrestleMania was really sad, and I hate that the fans keep pushing, like, oh, we want to see him again. We want, man, the, the dude's, he's not feeling good. Just let him be. Let him retire. Let him be done. 
and I don't need to see a dream match with Undertaker. I think he paid his dues, and I think he needs to just reap the benefits at this point. Well, you kind of wonder if, like, uh, he is trying to stay out. Vince is like, well, here's a million dollars to do one match with Sting that's going to be, like, a, a mega match. And, like, even though they're both old horses, I mean, you get – what you're going to get is you're going to get both of their, their big entrances. You're going right. to get – you're going to get maybe, like, two minutes of wrestling for 15 minutes of show. You know what I mean? So right. I, that's, that's going to end up – because I don't think either one of them can fight anymore or, like – Really, really go through, no, yeah. Go through the the um the dance, you know. Uh, now, I don't think now I will it, say this no. though, um, I did read somewhere that recently, uh, the Undertaker patented or was it patented? Is not not the word I'm looking for. Not patented. Uh, he he secured the copyright for, or excuse me, trademark for Dead Man Talking. A podcast. Oh, that's cool. So he could very well do a podcast, and if he does, I will be listening because that dude is going to have plenty of stories and things to talk about. Oh, yeah. I will definitely listen also. Well, George, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you, actually, so I hope that we can do this again. Um, I have a lot of... I always say this, I have a lot of plans that I want to do for this podcast. I want to do some contests. I want to do some giveaways. But in order for me to do this, I'm going to have to get people to sign up. If you guys sign up on SoOverWrestling.com, if you go to the actual sign up and join the list, once you join the list, I, I can tell you this, I can promise you this, I'm not selling your email addresses to anybody. The only purpose of me to get your email address is to do an email list. So whenever I do new shows, I can actually send out information on contests or any of that other stuff. So that is the only sole purpose for me to get those email addresses. Plus, it helps me track better how many people are subscribed to my uh, podcast. Podcasts can also be found at iTunes. It can be found at Spotify. It can be found or be found at Stitcher as well as Google Play. So you can access all of this from SoOverWrestling.com, or you can go to those other sites individually and subscribe to the podcast. George, thank you very much for your time tonight. Do uh, you have any closing remarks you'd like to say? No, nah, man, it was my pleasure. Really cool talking with you, and uh, you know, calling me again. I love it. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee it. Um, I try to do these podcasts on Sunday evening that way I can have them posted and be ready by Monday morning um, down the road I'm getting ready to change my schedule at work so hopefully I can do maybe another podcast or two throughout the week but maybe based on either news stories or current events or um, I got some wrestling buddies I want to do some interviews so stay tuned you never know what you're going to hear so as always, tune in to So Over Wrestling, subscribe, visit our website, and thank you all for your time. Have a great evening.